Farmers are seeing another hit to the pocketbook. Not only are they looking at a reduced crop from this year's drought and the impact of damaging wildfires and hail in some areas, producers that had forward contracted some of this year's production, as they might normally do, are now looking at hefty bills as they have to face the buyout from those contracts because they don't have the grain to deliver to the elevator. Glendalee Allen Vosser talked earlier this week with one of a number of Saskatchewan grower organizations that wrote to the Western Grain Elevator Association urging its members to work with farmers to reduce penalties and eliminate administration fees on those contracts. Today she chats with Wade Subkowicz, the executive director of the Western Grain Elevator Association. It started with some optimism and, and people taking some some uh, uh, risks, I suppose, but calculated risks. I think a reasonable person would do what any what any farmer or grain company did early in the growing season, and that is, you know, try to forward sell, lock in some prices, and try to create movement. and And that's what happened. And then with the with the dry conditions, it turned on us, and now and now we're we're all sort of caught. And it's uh, it's just an unfortunate unfortunate uh, set of circumstances here for for producers and and for, you know, handlers and exporters as well. Farmers that would maybe normally see, you know, a a 35, 40 bushel crop, now Mm -hmm. in some cases looking at a a five bushel crop. And when they look at trying to sort out the, the contract situation, one farmer telling me on just one field alone, he's looking at a $58,000 bill. That being said, a group of Saskatchewan grower organizations is calling on the Western Grain Elevator Association and its member companies, the elevators, to try to work with farmers to help maybe reduce these penalties, uh, eliminate some administration fees, maybe even look at, at rollovers for next year. We did receive that letter from the Saskatchewan producer groups, and it was a, it was a good letter. I think that you know they've been thinking about this uh, quite deeply, and um, and essentially they ask they're asking um, grain companies to waive the administration fee, which is um, you know on the surface seems very reasonable. So I I have to start by saying that each grain company is taking their own approach on an individual basis. It's not it's not something we can talk about <clears throat> as competitors around the. WGEA table because they view contracts as a competitive issue and so the association doesn't and shouldn't have influence in their decision making they they um it wouldn't it would be viewed as anti-competitive if the WGEA were to get together and determine how to price the producer buyback okay that that's that would be an issue so we're somewhat limited as a group of companies to determine um, how to move forward with these different fees. But I am aware that the concept of administrative fee is unfortunately named because it isn't really a fee for administration. It, it's just, it was just named that. But what it really is, is the, uh, is the value that bridges the amount between the posted price and the replacement value. The grain companies can't get out of their contracts with their international and domestic customers. It's a very rare customer that's going to roll that uh, roll that contract forward into the next next year. They they need the product that they contracted for. When I say they, I mean you know the millers and and processors uh, all over the world. And so 
as a grain exporter, they need to figure out how to fulfill their contracts. And so each grain company has a slate of contracts that they're required to fulfill. And they are seeking to acquire the limited quantities of grain that exists over their competitors. So if you put yourself in the grain company's position, they know that there's a reduced crop size. They know that they have a contract with that farmer to supply a certain amount. And they also suspect that it is possible that that farmer has a contract with other grain companies as well. And so each grain company wants to be the one to get that farmer's grain and not be the one to offer the buyback, if, if you follow me. And, and so that motivates the grain companies to be a bit tough when it comes to determining whether that farmer truly can't satisfy the contract and they truly don't have the tons or if they've, or if they've contracted uh, or if it'd be more accurate to say that they've contracted out of their comfort level versus contracted out of their uh, production. So that's why grain companies are being very diligent when they're talking to their grower they're, or, or when the grower is, is um, contacting them and saying, you know, I may not have the grain or I don't have the grain. And so the grain company would then um, uh, uh, perhaps visit the field um, uh, and, and just try and verify the circumstance of, of, of each producer. And, and we know that it is, there are some, some fields are really bad, but others aren't quite as bad. And so it really needs to be handled on an individual producer basis and even a, a field by field basis. And, and that's what's happening out there right now. So it's getting sorted out and there are some really tough conversations happening, but it's all part of the process that grain companies are going through to make sure before they get into discussions about buybacks and setting what that, what that value is that they truly can't get that grain. And, and so that's the first step that's happening. And then I guess, furthermore, prices have changed since the time of contracting and the environment is conducive to speculative activity potentially. So for all these reasons, grain companies are motivated to be very cautious and, 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 and that's why they're uh, approaching it the way they are right now. Any advice for producers that are trying to work with grain companies? I think the best advice is to you know, start those conversations with the grain company early. Try and... Um, uh, you know, get the grain company to do its, uh, to begin doing its um, uh, assessment to determine, you know, uh, for its uh, for its own due diligence purposes, you know, or verify that the grain really isn't there and um, that they don't have any tons uh, left over from, from last crop year that they can use to satisfy the contract and begin those conversations about, about what can be done by the grain uh, handler to help the farmer satisfy the terms of the contract or, or amend the contract or come up with some arrangement that both parties can, can live with. It's going to be very, very specific to the producer. Maybe there are, you know, solutions that involve um, crop inputs. Maybe there are solutions that involve, you know, uh, production in a future year. Maybe there are solutions that involve a group of producers, um, so, so it, it's very specific to the grain company. It's very specific to the producer. 
going to be painful, but it really needs to be worked out on an individual basis. That's Wade Subkowicz, the executive director of the Western Grain Elevators Association. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Knute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.